Hi, I'm Kevin, and welcome to my podcast, Finding My Freedom, where I talk about how I grew up and how this new awakening has affected my life. And talking about this experience going way back has um, really been healing for me. And if you're listening to this and you feel even remotely inspired about sharing your story, then just go for it. Figure out what's your best medium. Is it a podcast? Should I write a book? How about telling an article on a blog? I mean, who knows? It's all up to us individually, but the point is nowadays we have amazing technology that will allow us for our voices to be heard. Whether you have a backing financially or zero backing financially, there are ways of getting it out there. So the last episode, I needed to talk about closing this cycle out and how the last couple of weeks my healing has been affecting me. And uh, this week I want to kind of get back to the story and uh, take it from coming back from Nashville from the uh, open house to go to that school. So I went back to Midland, Michigan, and I had picked up a camper, set it all up there in my uncle's driveway, and started doing some handyman work. I was also involved with an app, and I had a cousin that was living in Kalamazoo at the time, and he was 27, I think. The funny thing is, is I used to give him guitar lessons when he was a kid. And here he was uh, playing music for a living up in Kalamazoo. I was very proud. It was really cool. So in between all this other stuff, I would go to Kalamazoo every once in a while and watch him play. Just talk, catch up over the years because I'd been gone for a long time. And all of a sudden he's grown up, you know. And, uh, And when he found out I was back to playing again... It was he was very very excited about getting me to play at some of his uh, open mic shows, and uh, that was really the uh, start of me considering, even remotely considering being up front. <laughs> you know, I'm a side guy. I play lead guitar. You know, I did, I back the singer up. I don't put myself out there like that. You know, I just I'm a side guy. But these open mics, they are acoustic guitar, so it's just you and your guitar, and it's mostly songwriters and people like that. And here I am just a cover guy that loves blues. And, uh, you know, what am I going to do with this, you know? So I started working up uh, different tunes that I thought I could, you know, kind of squeak my voice through a little bit. Like, I'm not a great singer by no means, but I sing. So, you know, I can pick songs and manipulate things to get it to where it, I do all right with it. Plus, I could be very creative about the arrangement and how I'm going to do it. How can you make a, 
uh, Skinner song sound full with just an acoustic guitar and you, you know, stuff like that was really, uh, helped me push the envelope and really get out of my comfort zone big time, you know. So he asked me uh, about doing a couple of his open mic shows with him, and obviously I said yes. And uh, September, I think like around the 10th or something like that, like the beginning of September, he uh, invited me to one of the shows, and I went and I did my 30-minute set. ways it was terrifying and in other ways it was really really fun you know because it was just me I mean it was just me playing my guitar and singing a little bit so not only was I opening up that way you know I had just started playing again you know like I had literally four months earlier just started practicing every day you know so like it's really a lot to uh jump into right away but I didn't really care I was just having fun and I was not going to miss out any opportunity I had to get up on that stage and play because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it isn't that great at first it'll get better number one but number two you do things so much differently when you're handling a, a crowd when you're dealing with a crowd than you do when you're just sitting in your room playing you know it's a whole different ball game you kind of turn things up, up a little bit and uh, make sure that you're on your A-game. And not even like, you know, putting the pressure on myself either like I used to. Not even doing none of that. It's just like getting into that mode and going, you know. I was also going to this open mic night every chance I could in Jackson. Now, mind you, I was living in Midland at the time, so you're talking about a hundred miles sometimes in between these open mics. But yeah, I was willing to go the extra hundred miles, so to speak, to get up there and get playing on that stage because that is my motivator. That is what makes me get up and out of bed in the morning when it comes to guitar, is being on that stage and playing with other musicians and having that crowd interaction and seeing the smiles on their faces when you're playing and it's just a uh, beautiful magical thing you know the nostalgia when you play a song you know you play a song for for somebody that they hadn't heard in 30 years you know and they come up to you and say thank you for that memory I and mean, that is healing that is healing you know and i never realized that at the time i just thought i was doing a good job of being an entertainer <laughs> you know so I had a you know at least I was playing two two nights a month so in between there I would work up uh, what I would consider cooler more obscure blues songs to get up there on stage with they're all this you know the one four five thing most of them that I picked so once again I just tried to sort of analyze it a little bit and say alright well I can sing this one better than this one so we're gonna go with that one and stuff that I had been playing for years and years and years I brought back just because I it's instinct at this point even if you hadn't played them for, for ten, 5 or 10 years they come back it comes back pretty quick and that is one thing that is one area about my ability 
that I am absolutely 110% sure of is that when I get on that stage, I don't even know how I do it. I just know that it's going to be all right because it doesn't matter. I've, I've been through having to, to do a jobbing gig where you get a call two hours earlier to play and, and be successful with or where you have to learn a hundred songs in four days or a hundred songs in a month, you know. I've been through most of that. So I know when I get up there, something's gonna, something good is going to happen, you know, in between some of the other stuff. But I also was not judging myself as much. I mean, I still was a little because that's something that's hard, hard to shake. I'm not, now I'm much different than what I was even then too. So like every week, every day, it's like I shed my skin and start all over again. A little bit stronger and a little bit stronger. So it was uh, uh, very good. It was uh, the beginning of me really getting out of my comfort zone and, and uh, sort of stepping up to the front a little bit. Mind you, I would have been perfectly happy playing in a band as a guitar player, as a lead guitar player. I really don't care. Like It's just the sharing the energy is really what's important. So my cousin had me going once a month there through December. I think I saw September, October, November, and December. I was playing one of his shows, one of his open mic nights once a month. And then we had gotten an emergency Christmas party. The band that they had booked for it had bailed, and so they needed somebody to play. And I don't know how they got my number. It was through a friend or something. But they, they did, and I accepted, and I asked my cousin to play play the gig with me he said sure so it was just me and him playing acoustic guitars <laughs> and uh it was a, so much fun you know he he had been doing the the lead the lead vocals and acoustic guitar stuff for a long time and i was just a lead guy so it worked out pretty good i knew i knew where to where, where to uh use what i needed to you know and that ended up you know um getting a couple other gigs me and him decided to try to play that a little bit more and, and we had kind of got a couple other gigs through uh, doing that and that was in adrian michigan my, my hometown at the uh adrian eagles and yeah I've, those are my old stomping grounds from back in the day you know the eagles clubs and the moose and you know all that stuff was where i used to play all the time so the only difference is that I'm playing this gig with my little cousin that uh, I used to give guitar lessons to. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. So at the end of September is when I started uh, traveling a little bit around Michigan. I um, had work. Like I said, I was in Jackson for a little while, up in Harrison, and in Midland, and in Lansing. In Lansing, I was for the longest I think uh, November to February I was in Lansing, and that's kind of central, so I was able to go to the open mics, I was able to go to do all that stuff, plus still work a little bit, and uh, and throughout this whole time, it's funny, I was listening to that tarot reader that I was talking about that um, I had heard when this process first started, and it was almost like this non-conscious guidance because I would hear stuff like look out for this date here 
something's going to happen around this time here. And when that would happen, there would be synchronicities that would light up all over the place. I would see, I would see numbers. This was the first time where I was like seeing 1111 a lot or 4444. And those two numbers were haunting me. It was relentless. Every time I looked at the clock, it seemed like it was either 1111 or 444. I was also seeing hummingbirds a lot. Now, they weren't necessarily outside because it was cold, but I would see a picture of one or, or different things like that. So, I would look that stuff up too. But there was one thing that was coming up that I was really curious about, and that was Reiki healing. I don't know how I found out about it. It was somehow through the web with me doing some of this research. And, you know, obviously it falls under that same sort of esoteric category about energy healing. And I just thought, wow, if this is real, if this really works, it would be amazing. And with what I am familiar with, with uh, music and vibration, this seemed like it'd just be right up my alley, like I would take to it. So I had decided uh, that it was time to seek somebody out to uh, give this thing a try. I was living, I was living in Lansing. I had just moved back to Lansing. Uh, it was November, and it was about two weeks before I had to do a really big show with my cousin uh, in Kalamazoo, and it just snowed and. I don't know if it was the moon or what, because I was still, at that point, I was still pretty unconscious about certain things, but something was pulling at me, just like, I don't want to say it was like a, uh, that craving you get when you quit smoking, but it was something similar, it was just something eating away, just nagging at me, like I couldn't release it, I couldn't figure out what it was. The only thing I could think of was, I need to find a Reiki healer, I need to do this, one of these sessions and give it a try, because, uh, this would be the perfect time to and um, I got on the internet and I had a couple made a couple phone calls and finally it got narrowed down to this one and I booked my first session and it was really amazing <laughs> I go there it's a Saturday morning early like 10 11 in the morning and I go there and uh she explains to me that uh, you might feel something, you might not. Everybody reacts differently. Everybody's body reacts differently. Some people have adverse reactions and some people have no reactions. So I just decided to relax and see what happens. And I would say to myself, I hold no preconceived notions or something like that, you know, to make sure that I wasn't in that judgmental mode, that I just really wanted to see how my spirit and body would react to something like this and it was pretty incredible uh, there was things that happened right away like I could feel electrical currents going through my body as she was going and working in different spots literally feel it felt like a very mild tingly static electricity type of thing I would have various flashes of people, family, friends, different things like that. And then she started working on grounding me. And I felt this current run from my feet all the way up my legs. 
into the bottom of my back, all the way up my spine, into the back of my head, and the whole back of my head was tingly, 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 tingly. For it felt like 10 minutes, but I'm sure it was only like a few seconds. And while all that was happening, I had a picture of that. Have you ever seen the uh, time-lapse photo thing where they show a plant coming up out of the ground and then opening up? You know, like it just like open, turned it goes from a seed to a flower or a plant or whatever. While this tingling and while this electrical current was running through me, this was running through my head. It was a plant that was poking up out of the ground, that green, you know, leafy little thing poking up out of the ground, and then slowly growing and slowly growing, and then when it got to my head and it was so tingly, it was almost open, but it didn't open up. It just stayed just like it was. Just like a, it was a beginning of a new adventure. It was the beginning of something in me, in my soul, growing. But it wasn't going to open up yet because it wasn't time. It's just the beginning. You don't, you don't just go from the beginning to the end. There's a lot of space in between. It was really an amazing moment for me. And my energy needed work. I could feel the heat right away from uh, certain chakra areas and it was confirmed you know at the end she was like yeah there's there's work to be done here um how's your anxiety i said well it's i'm working on it but it is what it is you know then i started going once a month and after going after that first time that was exactly what i needed my intuition my instinct was telling me, dude, it's time to get this Reiki and see if it works. And I had a profound experience. I've had massages before. I've had other things like that before. And nothing, absolutely nothing, released the energy the way this did for me. And it went perfectly with the fact that I play music. And it's everything about this vibration and about how it heals you. And it's... And I didn't make any of these realizations then that I do now. They were starting, but they weren't as strongly embedded as they are now. And so I went back to my second session, I think it was, and um, instead of playing the Sophie frequencies in the background, I brought something that I wanted to play in the background, and I asked her if she didn't care if we used it. And so we did. We tried to, uh, it was a, basically a journeying soundtrack. And for me, it was just soothing and relaxing. I didn't have any visions or anything like that. Personally, it was just, it was just really nice and relaxing and I could just uh, relax. But she had some visions this time about my ancestors. And she said that there was... Um, I was surrounded by crows and that I should look into uh, an Akashic Records reading maybe, um, but that my energy was getting better and that uh, you know I could feel better. I mean, I was definitely feeling better. I was working better on my meditating and all that stuff too. So, um, so then I went and got a, uh, an Akashic Records 
reading. Around this time, I had gotten my birth chart reading, too. So I was uh, just sort of piecing things together the way I felt I needed to. This stuff was making sense to me. The other stuff never made sense to me, you know. It always felt like something was missing. And with this, this just made more sense. It was just like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. 47 years old, and we're finally getting somewhere is the way I kind of felt about it. (laughs) And while me and my cousin were playing that show in Adrian at the Adrian Eagles, there was an older lady there that was in a wheelchair. And she couldn't get up and, and dance. But the whole time she was sitting in her chair, bopping and weaving and clapping and smiling and having a great time. And that's when I realized that that's what it's all about. It's never about how I'm a good guitar player or how I should be this or how I should be that or... Even if somebody else doesn't like it, somebody else does. None of that crap matters. The only thing that matters is that they're enjoying it. You know, like, when somebody genuinely enjoys it like that, it is an amazing, amazing feeling. Because I'm not touching them. I'm not giving them a hug or shaking their hand or anything like that. All I'm doing is standing there making the room vibrate in a certain way. (laughs) You know? (laughs) pretty incredible you know finally it finally hit me that you know none of that stuff matters at all like all that wasted energy all that high expectations I put on myself all of that stuff never mattered as long as that one person in there is enjoying themselves that's all that matters So that was a wonderful experience that night, too. Everything went sort of full circle for me in Adrian. I was playing a gig with my cousin who, you know, I had given guitar lessons to when he was a kid. And he, in turn, (laughs) was instrumental on getting me back to playing out in public again, like big time. If it hadn't been for him and his support, I don't know if I would have been even making this podcast right now because... I had never thought about being so upfront until that. And then to see the lady dancing while we were playing, it was just a moment, a moment I'll never forget. I mean, just six months before this, I was in the loneliest, darkest place of my life. And here I am sharing this experience with my cousin of joy and it was a beautiful thing. So I had my Akashic Records uh, reading. And that was interesting. <laughs> the biggest takeaway I got from that was that um, two of my guides I shared past lives with. At one point, all three of us were like best friends in one single life together. But as we died and came back we agreed that we would come back alone each one at some point and that the other two would stay up there and be our guide while we're going through this stuff 
And meanwhile, I did not tell her about anything about me, really. She just met me right there, and she's like, one of them's, uh, one of them's uh, very earthy. They work with their hands a lot. And they're with you when you're working. They say you do beautiful, beautiful work. And the other one is a great communicator. And they're with you when you're playing your music, when you're up there in front of the, the, the people. They're right there with you the whole time. So somewhere between there, she had asked me if I was a musician or a poet or something, and I had told her that, you know, I was a guitar player. And she was like, oh, so that all that makes sense. It just makes total sense. And I was like, well, yeah, but you don't know the whole, the whole story here because it makes even more sense to me. And she was like, what do you mean? And I said, well, I'm trying to go to school to learn how to build guitars, you know, and it's taken the best of what I've known all my life and trying to combine it into developing a craft that is satisfying for me on all levels. I can still use my hands. I can still work with my hands. There's something that I love to do, but I can still play too. There's something I love to do, you know? So all these synchronicities have been happening at this point, you know? I'm six months into this whole, six, nine months or something like that, into this whole new lifestyle, this whole new journey of figuring things out this way. And it's very, very fun, satisfying, and it really makes my life exciting again. And I ain't gonna lie, it's a lot of fun, you know? It really is. It's like a mystery, or you get the clues, and you gotta try to figure things out, and... You know, sometimes you step on your toes and sometimes you don't, you know. So January-ish, I started work, started slowing way down. And I started kind of panicking a little bit because I know Michigan. And January, February, and half of March, if you do any kind of construction, you're not working. Most of the time, unless you get a job here or there, doing some inside work somewhere or something. But it's usually... When it warms up, you're working daylight till dark until the snow hits, and then you're not working. And I managed to make it through till the end of January, and then, boop, no work. Now, I had looked into other schools for Luthery, and uh, there was a school in Phoenix, Arizona. And I thought, wow, do you know, I've got family there. My aunt was there. Well, actually, my two aunts and my mother were there. So it felt kind of cool, like I could go back, go there, and, like, uh, reconnect with those guys, you know, if the school was the right fit for me. And I had no work. And my one aunt said, hey, come down. Just come on down. I'll loan you the money. You know, like, 20 years ago, that would she would have never been able to do that. So in some ways, she was very happy to help me, you know what I mean? So I accepted it and said, okay, cool. So I packed up my dog and we loaded up the trailer and we headed west to Mesa, Arizona. It took like four days, three or four days. I only drove nine, ten hours and then I'd get a room and relax. I had no hurry to get anywhere and I was driving an old van and pulling an old trailer and you know how that goes. We just, you just gotta take it easy. Go one step at a time. Don't get too rushy and pushy with things. And make sure that you're covered if anything happens. 
But it was an uneventful trip. Everything was smooth as butter. I had never been... Well, I mean, I had been before, but, like, it was a very smooth trip. Anyway. So we're getting down toward where I'm at now. It's still a little ways away, but, um... Uh, the next chapter will be starting in Arizona. And that's when I went back to school and really turned up the open mic scene quite a bit and stuff like that. So I think it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day, week, night, evening, whatever you want to consider it. And if you resonate with this content, if you like it even just a little bit, feel free to share it. If you want to leave me a comment, feel free to comment. Whatever you want to do. It's all good with me. Have a great day. Thank you.